Hello and welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. My name is Monique and I am your host. This sacred space is here to share with you tools, tips, insights, wisdom, practices and more to support you on your journey to living authentically and unapologetically you. Let's dive into today's episode. An intimate conversation with Justine who recently completed The Sacred Art of Loving Yourself. We go really deep with the power of leaning into your emotions, to the discomfort and what can really come from that, what you can receive from that and how the universe is always working with you to support you and guide you on your healing journey, on your growth and coming back to you. Often in the most unexpected ways, but the universe is always supporting you. We go into the coping mechanism of shutting down when things are getting really challenging, overwhelming and triggering and how we can actually shut out those that we love the most and how they could potentially take that and it can create deep wounds. So how can we navigate the shutting down and let those ones that we love, let them know what's really going on so they know it's not about them. And we can really deepen our relationships, deepen our connection to not only ourselves, but our loved ones as well. Justine is a mama of three and this conversation is really her journey of becoming the best version of herself that allowed her to become an even more amazing mama and now has the tools to navigate those times of shutdown so she can still have that connection and nurture those relationships with her loved ones, but also to have the tools to share with them when they're going through triggering times, challenging times, which is so, so important. Justine had a really incredible journey and it was such an honor to witness and I can't wait to share this episode with you. Justine how are you doing? I'm good it's been funny week really when we did our last call all together last week I had well like I kind of said I'd you know I got to that point and then I did that breathwork session with you guys and then I went through a stage where I just gave up I was like oh this is ridiculous it's all just happening again and then I was like no I've just got to let myself feel that and then I went through that and now I kind of feel I'm coming out the other side but I I just am looking at things heaps differently like I suppose what I've realized is that I need to observe all these things so not like before I would be um I just want it over you know like that's like the bad part of me and I can't that's bad so it has to stay away and I have to be good like you know like um eating for example you know my weight and my diet has always been a big thing but it's like I would have good days and bad days not just days now I'm just trying to use all these practices and these tools as a way of basically just finding out more about me and why instead of you know I would do the our yoga like sweat and and that would make it all okay like yeah anyway so I suppose what I'm trying to say is this whole course has made me just look at things in a completely different way 
which has been really cool, actually, really cool. Huge for me, huge, because I feel like I, it's the first thing I've ever done that's, I can see a light at the end of the tunnel, and I've never felt like that before. I can feel that light. There's definitely been a massive shift, and I really resonate when I was the same, like it's either good or bad, black or white, wrong or yeah. right. I was the same of like just kind of jumping to conclusions and it's like this way and I've got to fix this and I've got to do this and very kind of like in the head about it and analyzing and trying to almost like solve a problem I had to realize that I'm not a problem I'm not broken I actually just got some pain and some hurts and things that are wanting to be felt and I'd been calling out for someone to see me for so long and I didn't realize I was doing that and then when I was able to see myself my whole life just changed and it was yeah I think similar for you when you're actually able to see you now rather than seeing the labels and the perceptions of different parts of you you're actually able to just see who you are yeah and things that affect me like say I'd given up on my practice and I wasn't doing my yoga anymore and I was sitting on the couch all day or well you know as much as you can when you've got three kids but But, like I was having a bad day I would never really look at why or it'll be okay because I'll be good tomorrow instead of kind of now I try and and I know and I suppose the other thing that this has all taught me is that like it's not black and white I'm not going to do my yoga training or do this course or go on a retreat and I'm going to be all okay it's going to fix everything that it that this is just life and learning to deal with those triggers and have the tools in the toolkit to keep going and observe these things as opposed to kind of shutting them out and then getting good again and then they all come up and then you have a bad day and then they then you're good for a bit instead of it being quite like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's definitely what I experienced for a long time like those intense highs and lows and then for a moment you kind of like found your feet and felt okay and then all of a sudden it would hit again you're like oh my god what am I missing like there's something missing and yeah for me it was when I finally allowed myself to feel so I wasn't like using all of my energy to hold all those emotions in and that's and then using using these tools and being able to follow through that journey rather than pushing and forcing and resisting awesome thing for me too has been being part of this as a group that that I find really hard I'm not a I love people but I'm not really a people person as in like I find it much easier to spend time on my own and I as I've looked at that I it comes from I have this huge thing about what other people think and it goes right back, you know, as I analyze and look into that more now that that's kind of come up as a reason to, you know, because I would always have excuses as to, unless things were perfect with me, I wouldn't go to like the friend's birthday or a 21st or whatever it might have been right from, or the even as a kid, you know, like I can remember back like making excuses not to, because I, I ride horses competitively and I, can remember making excuses to mum that I didn't want to go and it 
and it wasn't about I you know I would say I didn't feel well or my stomach hurt or I've got my period or whatever it might be but it was never about that it was always about what other people think and so that's only really just come to the surface where I've been able to kind of actually pinpoint that and verbalize it through this course it's quite incredible how we're peeling back our layers and you'll find like when you do these kinds of courses and programs and when you really go deep with it and you're peeling back those layers it creates space for those things to come through that we may have not really noticed before yeah yeah Mm. or even sometimes when you just didn't really think they were an issue (laughs) then you realize they were most of your issues (laughs) yeah when I first started my journey and I, I had to take it step by step and peel back layer by layer at a slower pace to not overwhelm my system but then as you continue the work and you go deeper and you build your resilience and your internal strength and feeling of safety you can go a little bit faster a little bit faster yeah, well I even find when I say something to well that my cousin he lives with us and he came to live with us about five years ago from Australia and he's hugely overweight, which, you know, that that's his journey. But I find myself thinking or saying things to Luke that are never unkind, but maybe I'm a bit hard on him about things. And then I, when I was listening to your video, I was thinking about that one day and I was like, actually, all I see is his lack of discipline, but that's my anger at myself for when I have those bad days that lack of discipline like that's that's the mirror isn't it you know like you see things in other people that you resent or that you don't like about yourself or yeah Yeah, and sometimes it, it helps us to see what we can't see in ourselves because we can be so blocked from the pain that's inside that we can't actually accept those parts of ourselves and to actually see it and feel it is too painful so we start to see it in others and it's a way that it's kind of planting the seed to help us see a little bit more clearly I think when we share our stories and I think that's why I bring in so much sharing into the containers or the encouragement the invitation to share because so much can come through when we open up and share our story and realize oh wow it's not just me and yeah and for, for me, that was really powerful because like I say, that whole thing about what people think came up and and how I would deal with that, you know, like I, the whole six weeks, like at the start, it was, oh, what are people going to think of me? But then as I, we went through the weeks and I had all that stuff come up, but then it was like, oh, what are people going to think of my story? And my story is not good enough to tell because, well, not that it's not good enough, but I should be more grateful because of all I'm actually very lucky in my life and it's not as people have been through way worse so I I don't really have a right to share this here like I yeah but it all comes back to what people think you know what is what people are going to think yeah and that's a massive part of my journey as well I was like my story is not bad enough like I don't really have the right to be this depressed it doesn't make sense and if I were to tell people that I'm feeling this they would kind of same thing of like I just don't have the right to feel my feelings and I think yeah we need to find that way to validate ourselves and be like actually I have the right to feel what's here there's a reason it's here and we all have the right to feel our feelings but yeah I totally resonate with Oh, I, like because that's what I felt so many people have gone through so much worse who am I to complain I should be grateful 
And it's yeah. like, did you ever hear your parents or people older than you telling you just be grateful, or say thank you? You're so lucky for what you've got. And I find myself saying it to my kids and then I think, oh, I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's where it can begin. And that's programming of like, I'm feeling this, this person is telling me I should be grateful, which means I'm wrong for feeling what I'm feeling. And then yeah. it stems from there. And that's what I heard a lot as well is you should be grateful or say thank you or respect your elders or, or do like do this and do that and feel this yeah. and don't feel that. And it's, it was really challenging to have so much emotion inside of me and being such a sensitive being as well, feeling so many different things that also weren't even just mine and then to be yeah. shut down. I feel that a lot with my daughter. She's only six, but she has a, has huge emotions. Huge. And she's the youngest of them all. And the boys, and I suppose the kids have, are what have led me on trying to better myself, but trying to learn more about me and why I am the way I am and how I can do things better or differently or cope with things because we just always want more for our kids don't we but she just has huge huge emotions and feels so much already as a six-year-old and they'll hear her say oh I just don't want to go to school today because two of my friends are having an argument and I just can't get in the I, I don't want to make anyone feel bad and already you know and all these things come up and then I think oh how can I help that or mm. Or, you know, if she's having a massive tantrum, I don't want to say, don't be silly because, mm. you know, she's allowed to feel like that. It's like, what words do we use to help ourselves and then people around us through those situations? Like, yeah. yeah. And then also like what we do from those situations, because sometimes there is a lot of emotion that they're expressing because they're so open and mm. just in their, in their emotion and it is easy to get triggered and reactive and then it's like okay well I acted in this way but what am I going to do next how can I respond now and yeah. I find if we're if we're busy like shoving all our stuff down there's not a lot of space to hold space for them yeah so it's yeah. like when we liberate that energy from our being and when we let those emotions go we're actually able to be more grounded and present for our children and yeah. to be able to hold space while they express themselves but it can be really challenging if you've got a full bottle of all these emotions and then they get really upset and, and maybe throw a tantrum or express big emotion, it can poke you and kind of send you into the reactivity and it can be really hard. And then we go into the shame, blame and guilt cycles of I'm a terrible mother because I reacted yeah. in this way or I said this thing that I thought I'd never say because it was said to me. And then we're like, oh, I'm just the worst mother ever. And we can go into that yeah. and that can kind of just create this huge cycle. And that's so damaging when we're saying these kinds of things to ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. When you first decided to sign up, what really called you to jump in? I really just trust my gut. After I'd done that free session that you offered, I just felt that it was whatever you were offering was what I needed. And so then I just went for it. And then I did, I must admit, after we... <laughs> Three, I was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> I've opened up this can of worms I just can't deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you did amazing when to reach out and be like, hey, this is what's going on for me. And that's that's huge. That was huge for me, actually, because I that's not really me. Normally I would just kind of stop doing it and just 
be involved enough to get to the end and then I would step away and focus on something else. There was obviously this readiness to, even though it was intense and there was a lot of stuff coming up, there was this readiness of like, it's time, we've got to deal with it. Yeah, and I, it's taken me a bit, honestly, to get back to the breath work. Like I, I really enjoyed that session we all did. That was really good, but it opened up so much. And then so I sat one day and I just took it really slowly. And so now I've come back to doing them again daily. Yeah, a lot can come through with the breath work. So it does take time to integrate and it is something to just take your own pace. And it is really good to redo the resourcing and the grounding because that's where we build the foundations where we can feel that level of safety that we can go deep yeah and it was interesting too I went back to my journal and when I started going through the weeks again I went back to the creating safety that we did in that week one the first time and not a huge amount came up for me like I I wrote down a few things and but when I went back this time whoa I was like oh far out like I think the first time when we touched on it, I, it was that whole, I just need to be grateful. I have all this stuff in my life that I'm lucky to have and that's what I'm going to focus on. So I don't need to create safety. I am safe, you know. And since then, I've been through all this other stuff and then I went back to the creating safety. I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I think I, I need this to be able to get through my breath work. Yeah, we can feel really unsafe inside even though we look around like well I know that I'm physically safe I know that where I'm at I'm safe but inside especially if your feelings have been invalidated for so long it pretty much says to you that I'm I'm not safe to feel my feelings but the feelings are there and they keep coming up and so then we start to feel I'm not safe because if I let this out I'm going to be judged and I'm going to be like yeah not accepted it's not okay for me to feel and then yeah it's quite overwhelming yeah yeah but I just couldn't believe the difference between you know week one of our session and then you know seven or eight weeks later now (laughs) and the difference I know it's going to be an ongoing journey and that's just life but I can feel I've been through a turning point when I did my yoga training and all that it was beautiful and I absolutely loved it but I I look back at that now and it was all good you know like everything's nice and it's all roses and I went away and did two weeks and I and the kids were here with mum and dad and it was like a holiday and it was the best thing ever (laughs) but I didn't really find out much about me yeah yeah so this has been amazing and and the same with when I've been on retreats and stuff before you, you do some amazing things and the meditation and the yoga and you do all these great things and these great practices, but they don't actually get inside. Like you feel great afterwards, but then I would feel worse almost when I would come home and I would get angry because it's like, oh, I shouldn't feel like this. Like I've just become a yoga teacher or whatever. Why am I feeling angry again? I, I thought I'd got <laughs> over it, you know, like... Yeah because we, yeah. we're looking for these things to kind of fix ourselves and then when, when we come back and we're not fixed it's like I must have done something wrong or there's something wrong yeah. with me yeah mm-hmm. and then I would see other people and I would think you know they have these perfect lives <laughs> and then I would like judge myself against that it's that whole like what other people think I suppose yeah. um yeah and yeah. it's crazy because if you see someone that has this perceived perf- perfect life 
if you actually dived into it and really was like the fly on the wall, you'd realize that none of us actually have none a perfect of... life. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't actually exist because part of the human condition is feeling all that it means to be human, not just yeah. this or not just looking a certain way. And a lot of the time when we are kind of, oh, my life is perfect, there's probably actually a lot behind closed doors. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I totally exactly. resonate. I had the perfectionist in me for a long time and needing to control everything and looking for that that quick fix, but it never lasted. And I was like, why isn't yeah. this working? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Finding breath work, it was the kind of the gateway and that link to feeling my emotions where now I actually am able to flow freely with my emotions yeah, so I can yeah. tune in and be like actually what's I can feel the energy in my body I can feel where it's stuck I can feel when I'm disconnected I know when I'm acting in a certain way there's something there and that yeah. connection has gotten so much deeper through that consistent work and then it just got to the point where I was like actually I'm already whole yeah and then when I could embrace myself in that space of like, I've got you, it's okay, you're okay, it's okay to feel this. And I could kind of become the big sister I always wanted or the mum that I, I really needed. I was able to meet myself in the way that I, I needed. And then I also had like the codependency that came up when I met Liam and I really clung on to him. And I was like, actually able to just be there for me now. And it took time and practice and consistency and really immersing myself in the work. And also the courage to feel because I think that's a yeah. massive thing. It takes a lot to actually let yourself feel because there can be a lot of stuff bottled up. So when you finally dive in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my thing. I just shut down. And so in my relationship too, you know, when things come up and they get too hard between Aaron and I, that's my thing is just to turn off. And it might actually sometimes not even be about him. It might be just stuff that's going on with me, but I shut down. So then it, becomes about him because then he thinks that I'm shutting him out which I am but it's not because I'm angry with him (laughs) we put those walls up and it keeps people out yeah but it's observing those isn't it things are going to come up aren't they but it's finding a way through them and dealing with them talking about them and I suppose that's my the next part of my journey. I'm starting to observe them before I react instead of reacting first. <laughs> um, but then I suppose it's working through that, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and with time, you'll be able to like with those kind of questions that we were asking throughout the course of like, what do I need in this moment to support me? Yeah. And when you can be open about what you need. And giving that to yourself but then it will get to the point where you can explain this is why i act in these ways and when i do it's not actually about you but i might just need some space to process it before i'm able to come and communicate yeah. about it what's been huge in the last I see the eight weeks um is with the kids mm. i would be going through stuff and then i would shut down i would shut down to myself more but you know they would feel that because like you say you put these walls up around yourself and then and then it's that whole you know shame and guilt and I I can't do that to my children I don't want them to feel that I'm not there for them but this last eight weeks has been really good because I've looked in a few times or I just leave my journal out and they'll ask me what I'm writing or during our live sessions they have might have been up and looked through the window into the lounge or whatever and so it's given me some where to start, like talking to them about 
what's happening for me and what, what I've been learning. And it, it's been really good. It's made me feel like I, um, like I have a starting point where I can explain my feelings to them in a way that they'll understand. Otherwise it's like, oh, mum's mad again. She's not talking to us, you know, like, have I done? And then they start to think, have they done something wrong? Yeah. And I would never, ever want them to think that. And then you're building these tools that you can actually share with them when they're having stuff come up. Yeah, and even just my energy around those discussions, like that feels right for me. So they must feel that, you know, we all feel out people's energy, don't we? After we did that cacao ceremony that first night, um, my little girl, she really wanted to do a cacao ceremony. So I said, oh, look, on the app here, we've got daily cacao ceremonies. <laughs> so she, she was so cute. She set up like this whole area and she had all these special like rocks and Buddhas and things in the middle. And we had all these cushions and um, my eldest son's at boarding school, but he was home that weekend and we had to all sit around the circle. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the teenage boys, they're both looking at me like, oh, what have you started, mum? So but it was really cool actually we all sat there and had a really a good time you know like we all drank our cacao and we all laughed about things and then after it was over we still sat there on our cushions and talked about different things it was quite a nice like it was a really nice family time I hear that so often when there's um yeah kids involved and they're like I want some cacao I want to be involved yeah. it's almost <laughs> yeah. like it just is the magic of cacao that just brings people together and it does yeah. open something in people of like that communication and that softness and the lightness of just enjoying each other's company. I find that's a really powerful way to involve kids in the work. Like Theo loves cacao. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Usually it's a big cacao moustache. Yeah, yeah. That's what all the kids straight. had, Addison especially. <laughs> yeah, he eats cacao straight and it's so bitter. And I'm like, how are you even doing oh. that? And yeah, but I think they just love to be involved. And because we can get um, triggered and have a lot going on and we can kind of shut down unintentionally and they can feel quite left out. And if they can find these little ways that they can come into our space and connect with us, they're going to take those opportunities it's it's um definitely opened up some really awesome conversations throughout our whole family which has been really cool like why are you dancing around the room like a weirdo mum? that's so amazing to hear though like something's just kind of yeah open and like there's like this free spirit coming through yeah so apart from like all the stuff that's come up for me that's something really special that's just happened through these two months just through how you delivered the course and how we did the meetings and just how it evolved really like for me that's been really special and it's something that I'll continue I was saying to the Aaron when I did my yoga training we did a lot of kirtan and I had never ever got involved in that before but I absolutely loved it like it oh it was just the best part of my whole training actually and I have told the kids about it and I've played a few like songs on Spotify but they just think it's the weirdest thing ever <laughs> but I said to Aaron the other day I'm like now they're kind of you know like involved in this whole journey that I'm on then maybe I'll be able to find some somewhere somewhere I'll do it that you can take your kids and get involved <laughs> thank you so much for this conversation I think talking about this stuff 
it's really powerful because I think there's so many others that can actually relate to having like when we have these real conversations people are gonna be like oh that happens to me I'm not the only one and I think it's yeah just important for people and that's why like I said I encourage the sharing in the groups because it does let us know we're not alone in this and I remember with it when you reached out to me and you were sharing around how you didn't feel like your story was kind of good enough or you didn't really have that much bad to kind of share or like it wasn't as bad as others and that kind of part of your story I was like wow that's a huge part of my story I'm like if if you're feeling it and I've been feeling it and I'm sure there's others too and when we can really step into that vulnerability and be open with that and share I think it just really supports others to feel it yep I can be open and now I can share now I can feel my feelings and we can all kind of rise together yeah and I really felt that during this you know I felt other times you know we're at different things and we sit in the circles or whatever and we talk about the support that we and the love we share for each other but I've but that's probably coming from the walls around me I've never really felt it like I still feel like I'm judging myself or other people are judging me but I really felt during this time like it didn't matter what happened we actually all were there just to learn about ourselves. It wasn't about other people or, I mean, it was in the sense that you wanted to support them, but yeah, I really felt that. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're, we're all kind of holding the space together, but just yeah, deeply really there to connect with ourselves. And I find when we do connect with ourselves on that deep level, we're able to connect with the others in the space. It's really interesting because I feel in my life, like I don't have any really good friends I have heaps of lovely people around me don't get me wrong I have lots of friends but not you know and I've always thought I'm actually not a bad person why do I not have people that you know I really um develop good friendships with but that's coming from me isn't it you know like that whole I keep people at a distance like (laughs) keep them out there and that's okay if they're that that far away because then I can kind of manage that. But the minute you're letting people in here, it's like too much. Yeah, and that came up a bit in the in the container as well around not having friends. And it was the same for me. Like I lost a lot of friends. Like I'd either change school or we'd just fall out. And I had a lot of grief and felt let down by a lot of people in my life. And so I just started more and more keeping people at that arm's length and just like that protection. When we start to heal and we start to feel safe within, we know that we can actually, you know, I can put myself out there and I can actually nurture relationships and welcome people in. But I've also got the boundaries to know when it's not okay that maybe they're doing a certain thing or when that relationship's no longer in alignment. And we start to learn that, you know, I could have this friend for a day, a week, a month, a year, 10 years, and it doesn't matter. I'm going to cherish that relationship because I cherish me and I'm able to cherish the relationship and I'm okay when it, if it comes to a closing, a completion and we go our separate ways and then I'm open to receive the next being and the next relationship. But Mm. so just a final question in all of the stuff (laughs) that you went through, was there one big thing that really stood out for you that you'd like to share? something that stood out the most was to lean in and I thought oh that's what I need to do I need to stop you know like at five o'clock I have to do yoga and at six o'clock I have to do breath work and then at seven o'clock I might do a cacao ceremony and blah 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 (laughs) 
you know, like that's how I thought I had to. And, you know, some days I'd be so tired and I'd still drag myself onto the mat. And then I would wonder why five days down the track or a month down the track, like I just couldn't sustain that. And so the minute that we did that breathwork session and all these things came up, that's kind of where I felt I had to go back to. And then it was almost like I'd been injured. It was like for the greater good because I couldn't do my yoga. And it was like, oh, what am I going to do now? I, I, I'm just, I don't know what to do. And then those words came in and I was like, oh, actually, this is where I have to go. I have to do nothing and actually just feel what I'm feeling instead of trying to sweep it under my yoga mat and push it into the ground. <laughs> the universe will find a way to intervene. So it's like you said, injuring yourself. It's like, well, taking away your coping mechanism, which was yoga. Yeah. And it did because I got back on my mat four days later after I'd injured my neck and I was like, oh, I'll do some yoga. And I lasted about 10 minutes and then I jumped back to a chaturanga and it really jarred the side of my body. And I'm like, oh, I actually can't do this. And then I lay on my mat crying and I was really, really angry. And it was kind of within the next 24 hours that all these words from you and then I heard the other message and I was like, hey, this is where I need to go. And then I really just thought actually I'm just going to sit with this for as long as it takes so if I don't get through any of the rest of the course material then maybe that's just how it was meant to be which is so not me at, at, ever in my life I would never have done that <laughs> I was like I have to do this and Monique posts it on a Monday or whatever day it was and I have to get through it <laughs> and I'm like I'm not I'm just gonna be with what is and see how that goes and then I started doing little things and and then it kind of one day I was sitting in the sunshine and I was like actually I think I'm ready like I can feel the light like it, there's the light at the end of the tunnel and I I think I've felt it I think I've felt it enough this is so exciting <laughs> but you've done that talk about you've got to ask yourself why is this happening for me and I just keep coming back to that like I've just got to trust that this is happening for me and there is a reason and now I look back it's really easy to see but at the time I didn't see all those yeah. things you know yeah and it, it can be hard to see it when you're in it but when we have the repetition and when you're in these containers and you're hearing it and that's why I felt intuitively just to repeat 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 because then it's kind of putting it in the in the mental state and in the body so that when you're in that space and things are really challenging rather than going what to what you would usually think or what you would usually do that starts to play instead and it starts to replace yeah. what you would usually be saying to yourself and yeah. then you're like hang on a minute so it was just like what you're saying with the affirmations rather than going into ne the negative self-talk it was like hang on a minute what's my, like let me repeat my affirmation or let me go and look in the mirror and actually connect to myself and see myself because it can be really hard if you were to actually look into your own eyes in the mirror and try and say some of the stuff that we say to ourselves sometimes that aren't very nice it's pretty freaking hard yeah yeah very very <laughs> when we because if we're not looking we can pretty much beat ourselves into the ground over and over and over again but if you look yeah. yourself in the eyes and you really see yourself you can't do it yeah exactly mm. yeah I went back to my book just before our call last week and it said my intention for this whole journey was to learn to feel or to learn who me is or something like that and that's exactly what happened and I thought oh, that's pretty cool because I 
you know, I've never really journaled much in the past. I've kind of just let it be. Yeah. And I, but it's been really interesting to read back all the things I've written and when I wrote them and see what I've learned and what. Journaling is really healing. It can help you to release, yeah. it can help you bring stuff up. It can help you to tap into parts of you that you've not tapped into before and then anchor in the healing. It is very powerful. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose overall this, it's taught me all sorts of things really. <laughs> when we start talking about it more and more it's like oh yeah I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that it's pretty amazing like six weeks doesn't seem like a long time but when you're in that container like how did even that much stuff happen in six weeks yeah exactly exactly and actually it's been really good talking about it tonight because I don't even think I'd kind of comprehended the you tend to focus on the big things and not all those other little things that yeah so it's cool to talk about that yeah, I find for me now, all those subtleties is where I get my excitement. I'm like, oh my God, these puzzle pieces that come together and the synchronicities. And I remember the first time I um, I really felt like I manifested something and it was an avocado and I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to do the law of attraction for like five years and it wasn't working. And then there was this one time on the Gold Coast where I had thought about getting an avocado. Then I went to the shop and I forgot to get one. And I was like, oh, I really want to get an avocado. And then I forgot about it. And then this lady that was moving out of the house I was moving into, she's like, hey, do you want this avocado? And I'm like, (laughs) I do want the avocado. And I was like, it works. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) It was like my glimmer of hope of like, the universe hasn't failed me. that's hilarious actually my you'll laugh at this my sister we live on dairy farms and my sister runs one of the farms for my father but she was growing crop this year and there's another farm that dad owns that another guy runs in the just not far across the road anyway she said that she spoke to her crop every day about how good it was going to be and it was going to yield 14 ton and the cows were going to love it and and she told us right right from the beginning that this she's going to manifest this amazing crop and we all just laugh we're like oh Vanessa you're such an idiot and um and then it was hilarious because actually it happened like her her crop was probably five times better and if all the the feed store guys came out and they're like we just don't know what happened and because they recommend all the seed and blah 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 and it was so funny. Vanessa was, I talked to her. I told you, I talked to the leaves. And she would walk through it and she'd be like, you'll grow really big. And she, it was so funny. But And it actually happened. Yeah, there's actually been experiments done where you give one plant love and then you say hateful things to the other plant. And the one that you say hate to will die. It literally dies. Mm-hmm. And then the other one flourishes. And so it actually does respond because we're all energy like it's it's still a living being it's growing and yeah exactly pretty amazing and it's it is amazing and if you if you compliment someone or if you smile at someone you watch their whole energy change yeah but if yeah. you like look at someone like kind of screw up your face or look at them a certain way or say something mean you feel them completely shut down their whole body changes yeah. it's all yeah. it takes isn't it yeah and then we think like oh that's that's what we're doing to ourselves all the time and what if we just change some of those things that we're saying to ourselves I've noticed with each one of you that I've spoken to from the program how different your energy feels and how even different that you look and like the light in the in the face and the skin is completely transformed 
from when we started. Yeah. And even like throughout the journey, you could see when people were coming up and then when people were coming down because they were going deeper yeah. and then they like expand and they kind of go deeper and then, <laughs> and then they come out and I could just see this kind of like, <laughs> they've come into the, <laughs> the other end of the tunnel and like into the light. <laughs> the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for the call. It was really nice to just have that conversation. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode.